We always want you guys to be a part of the show. So join in on the conversation. All you got to do is head over to our website, www.tblpod.net, and you can click on the blue microphone and leave us a voice message, which we'll respond to on the air. You can also use our website to access our official Discord server and chat with us and all kinds of other listeners just like you at any time you want. Once again, head on over to our website, www.tblpod.net. Welcome to the Basement Lounge Podcast with your hosts, Mike Shea and Mike Wells. Sit back, grab a drink, relax. Let's see where the time takes us. Enjoy. But I'm having a much better day at work than Alec Baldwin did the other day. (laughs) Jeez, that's how you gonna open that's up? That's how I'm gonna open up that's this a, fucking show. Yeah, it's a cold open. Yeah, it is. Um, holy shit! I really read a lot into it, but I mean, apparently, what I know is um, the guy said cold gun. Yeah, gave it to him, and he just he was practicing whipping out the gun or something yeah. like that, and it went off. It went off. It's it's this is essentially how uh, Brandon Lee died doing yeah. the crow. Is so when blanks still have projectiles. Yeah, but it's literally just the cap that holds the yeah the gunpowder. It's not a it's not a bullet round. So depending on the proximity, it can still kill you, which is how Brandon Lee died, and that's what happened here. Is how was, close was he? I guess pretty fucking close because it hit the director and the cinematographer. The director got out of the hospital. The cinematographer is the one who died. died yeah, yeah. Um. Which is it's 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 a complete fucking freak accident. I mean, I think that and Brandon Lee are the only two I can think of this ever actually happening. Yeah. Um, but like the more people are digging into it, the shit because apparently like this wasn't the first time there had been an accidental discharge on the set of this movie. Oh wow. Just the first time someone got hit. Um What? And then you find out that like I heard the crit the film crew crew quit earlier that crew moment. walked out, walked off the set. Because it was like, you know, day after, day, day or two after the, the cinematographer died. And no, I'm talking about before. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that morning, I think what I, oh, heard, I hadn't heard with that. that morning, they had to find new crew that morning. That's fucked. I think that's. Well, because he's also the producer of the movie. Yeah. And so I guess they're finding out that like he didn't have. Because when you have firearms on a movie set, you're supposed to have like X number of qualified officials there to supervise. And I guess they didn't. Oh, so they're finding out that like he was cutting corners to try to just get the movie made. And this happened, which is not good, not fucking good at all. But I guess right now he's just kind of shut up in his house and not talking to anybody, which you I accidentally mean, kill somebody. Yeah, that's going to fuck you up a little bit. So I can. Yeah, I can understand him wanting to, you know, disappear for a little bit, but he's he's going to be in some trouble. Yeah, he's going to be in some major trouble. Um, but then what I'm seeing now is all these movie and TV show sets are saying, OK, no more because you could because a lot of movies that's also will have like actual live guns, live yeah. rounds, and then you have to have like professional stunt people using them. Well, because that's like what Keanu Reeves did with with um, John Wick. Heck yeah. Um, but a lot of these movie sets are saying they're no longer going to use, and th- those are what they call prop guns. Prop guns doesn't mean a fake gun; it means a real gun that's with fake am- with fake ammunition. They're saying they're no longer going to use live ammunition on sets. That's why I tweeted out the other day. I was like, "Okay, wait. So hundreds of people die 
every year. I mean, I mean, I can't even think of how many thousands of people have died in the last couple of years from mass shootings. One fucking accidental freak accident death on a movie set. Suddenly, everyone's all about changing shit with guns on set. Like, fuck all the way off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There were some really good fucked up memes that come out of it. Oh, they're hilarious. And I feel bad. But <laughs> I hate myself for laughing at them, but... I, I tried to make one that was very tasteful, but not like... Yeah. I think I wrote, like, worst episode of 30 Rock ever. Oh, I think I've ever seen that one. <laughs> but, like, there were some really good memes, dude. I saw stuff that was, like, referencing, like, Beetlejuice, because he was in Beetlejuice, about, like, getting the book of the un, the, the guide to the undead or something <laughs> like that. And well, Rust is also a level on Call of Duty, a multiplayer oh, level. Oh, really? <laughs> And somebody was like, I would never want to go one-on-one with Alec Baldwin and Russ multiplayer level. And I was like, that's fucking insane. That's that's fucking brilliant. Holy shit. Nah, he, that's a rough week. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad day at work. That's At that point, you got to figure the movie gets shut down. Like somebody, oh, never somebody died, yeah. Like Brandon, the crow was different because they were basically done shooting. It was like the last week of shooting when he died. And they just used stunt doubles, I think, to fill in the gaps or whatever. But yeah, this is like they were fresh into shooting this fucking movie. And like you were saying, it sounds like it was plagued from the beginning. Yeah, that's what it sounded like at that morning. I mean, I think I read it, saw it right. I read it right. That morning they were the crew walked out for something. And then that happened. Yeah. I know there was I know there was another walk off after I cannot remember her name, though. The cinematographer died. But but apparently like. He's kind of in the clear somewhat in the way mm-hmm. because of the fact that you can, I guess the, the audio has them saying the one guy saying cold gun. Right. He thought it was yeah fine. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he, I don't think he'll face any criminal charges. Oh no, he he's going to get the shit suit out of him by the family though. Oh, for sure. Um, and I, mm. it was straight accident. I mean, yeah. there's nothing more. Yeah. It was, it's no more cut and dry than beef jerky i don't know <laughs> i mean it's really i mean it's just that that's a sad it's a horrible horrible accident yeah it's a good but but it's yeah it's, it's not like he went there that day and i'm gonna shoot this fucking cinematographer yeah. gotta make it look like an accident i mean you're right. I, I think alec baldwin's crazy but i don't think he's that fucking crazy i think i i took this one down i probably shouldn't say it. i was like man alec baldwin really trying to impersonate trump by saying jesus hey, <laughs> Because remember when Trump was like, I can go out and fucking Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. somebody. And still, I was like, I took that one down, I think. <laughs> you got a Twitter for your kid now, for your yeah, unborn child. That's fucking fantastic. And I had one of my best tweets ever, I think ever written. Like, and I'm saying this, like, I think it's a fucking great tweet. Uh-huh. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because I don't think people get the levels of this tweet. <laughs> I didn't really, t- uh, I tweeted twice today. No, uh, Thanos snapped right now. Would I be considered an abortion? Would, Tex- <laughs> would Texas go after him? Um, uh, what was it? Let me find it. I got to go. Hold on. Because I don't follow it. My baby doesn't follow anybody. Not even me. Okay. I thought this was weird. Once I take my first 12 steps as a baby, people are going to think I'm a, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And I accept that because <laughs> the first step of the 12 steps is acceptance. <laughs> that you're I was like, that's so golden. That's that, that joke has levels. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've been making fun of this fucking, um, 
this, this the new Ant Man and the Wasp logo. Yeah, what they, is that supposed to say? It's supposed to say Quantumania. That that's but, what it's fucking supposed to say. This is like what you said. Oh, oh. yeah, it's, just, it's it's Peter going ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Or the one I put today, which is a picture of Master Chief, and it just says Halo intensifies. But then I saw, yeah, um, you're you're what? One week, two weeks from baby? Uh, next Monday. Next Monday is when is the due date, or is that when you're C-section? You're doing a C-section? Yeah, if if he doesn't flip, it's a C-section. If he does, it's induced. Oh, I was a C-section baby, or as my mother lovingly puts it, a tumor baby. Tumor baby. Yeah, to be removed. <laughs> I still want to, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to say to the doc. To the doc. Like, hey. Get it out of my wife. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Has it like, has it hit you yet? Like, holy shit, I'm going to be a dad. No, it hasn't hit me yet because partially, yeah, well, me and my wife haven't had sex in a while, so I haven't <laughs> physically hit the baby with my dick. <laughs> Was there much of a risk to begin with? No, (laughs) she's just not in the mood. Like the the last thing you want to do is like have sex with somebody that like is not comfortable at all. Oh yeah. Like, and I'm not going to be like, Hey, I want to have sex and like, kind of like not guilt her into it. Be like, be like, yeah, that's just, you know, cause I know I'm not even bothered. She's not in the mood. Like she's not like she's miserable. Yeah. She's ready for this to be over with. Yeah. I mean, that's hit me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's something to think. I mean, I'm excited. I'm crazy excited. Yeah. I keep on thinking about seeing me my, meet my son for the first time. It gives me a like, warm feeling inside. Mm. That's the most human I've ever felt in my entire it's life. the most human thing you've ever said on this fucking show. Probably. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, we're ready. It just, she's miserable. We're just like, all right, let's do this, motherfuckers. You guys got the room and everything set up. and Everything's pretty much done. Fuck yeah, dude. So many folks forget to do that. They forget to like, they're like, yeah, we'll bring the baby home and go from there. And then they realize like, oh shit, we need, we have nothing set up. Yeah. Ba- rooms done. I mean, a lot of times we're told the baby baby would pretty much sleep in our room for the first like six months to a year. Oh yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why the fuck do we put this room together then? <laughs> my parents didn't do that with my little brother and sister. It was like not crib right away, which pissed my youngest brother off. Cause he ended up having to share a room because um, we, we didn't have only so many rooms in the so whenever, you know, baby had a crying fit, mm. he didn't sleep. Mm. <laughs> now nah, we're, uh, it's exciting. It's different. Yeah. I'll be dead in five weeks. Probably <laughs> <laughs> like, now I sleep, but yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm just pissed. A- I'm literally pissed because Halo comes out in December 8th <laughs> and I'll have to deal with the baby and try to play Halo. <laughs> That's what I'm pissed about. That's what that's where your mind is right now. Halo, look, Halo Infinity looks so good. It looks really fucking good. And I'm like, fuck, god damn, this fucking kid. You know, sometimes it feels like life really gives you the raw deal. So give yourself some raw comfort in the form of edible cookie dough from Dope. Dope is committed to reducing the stigmas around mental health and addiction recovery while making the world a little sweeter one spoonful at a time. They've got flavors ranging from classics like chocolate chip and snickerdoodle to crazy concoctions like brownie batter and Nutella banana. Plus, they donate a portion of every sale to the She Recovers Foundation, a nonprofit charity with a mission to connect 
protect, support, and empower women in or seeking recovery. Just head on over to dope.com, D-O-U-G-H-P.com. Put together a killer sample pack and use the code TBLO5 to get $5 off your order at checkout. You'll also get free shipping nationwide. So grab some dope today and get ready to lick that spoon clean. Did you guys pick a name yet? Yeah. Do you not want to say? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Cool. Cool. It's going to be a letter between A and Z. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Not Elon's kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, just pull, uh, what was it from Seven uh, or from Seinfeld and name, I'm going to name my kid Seven. <laughs> seven just sounds good. <laughs> it does kind of sound good. <laughs> or uh, did you ever see Waiting? Ryan oh, yeah. Ryan, yeah. Where they're going around, the guy's like, it's like chlamydia. It's a nice word. I'm gonna name my daughter Chlamydia. Waiting <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's that's a fucking great movie. Yeah, I could, that's one I can watch just on repeat. We're talking about quality like movies today at work, like comedies, and like I'm not a big Will Ferrell guy. Like I like the movies I like of his are Step Brothers, which I hated the first time I watched it. You know, a lot of people tell me that. Yeah, the, I hated Step Brothers first time I watched it. Second really? time I was like, this is fucking awesome. I had a buddy of mine at work because we get the syndicated movies. He hated it when he saw it in theaters, but he loved like the PG thirteen. Really? He was like, he's like, I don't know, maybe you just maybe I think he said like the rated R felt like it was just trying too hard. I don't know, but I love that movie personally. Like, I loved it from the moment I saw was it. That and Anchorman are like my two like Anchorman's a gem. Yeah, Anchorman's I think his best movie. But, like the rest of them, I was just like, all right, whatever. Like yeah. people love Talladega Nights. I don't. Really? Yeah. Doesn't make me really laugh. I think it's definitely a, like, it's got, okay, so Anchorman, I think, is really funny, but it's also a really good movie. Yes. Talladega Nights has really funny bits. Yeah. But, like, as a movie as a whole, it's not that great. Yeah, it's not that great. Um, Stranger Than Fiction was the one that made me scratch my head the first time I, I saw it. I love Stranger Than Fiction. I love it I don't, now. I don't think of that as a comedy, though. Sure. We're talking yeah. about comedies at work. Yeah. Um, just like uh, Punch Drunk Love. I like Punch Drunk Love. It's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. No. Those two aren't comedies being like, Will Ferrell's really good in Stranger Than Fiction. He is. And I think I think the thing with that movie was like it was because that was that came out when Will Ferrell was at his peak. Yeah. And it was marketed like it was just another Will Ferrell movie. And so when I went to go see it. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And, at you know, 17 years old, I was like, I don't know if I like this or not. See, well, my th what I love about that movie so much is that he finally reads the end of the story. and He's yeah. like. He's under this impression he's going to die. He knows he's going to die. And then yeah. he's like, I have to. Like, Well, even Dustin Hoffman tells him, he's like, I've read it. You have to go through with it. Yeah. He's like, you have to let this happen. Like, yeah. it's beautiful. You yeah. have it. Yeah. I, I love that movie now. It's it's so good. And um, I really like Maggie Gyllenhaal in that, too. Yeah. I usually go back and forth with her, but I really like her in that Maggie movie. Maggie Hall is just a weird person. She is. Well, she looks like her feet stink and <laughs> her pits smell. Um, so not a big Will Ferrell fan. What other ones did you guys come I mean, up with? It's SNL. I love him SNL. Um, but yeah. I'm more of the stoner. Like, I love, like, all the Seth Rogen movies. Okay, yeah. Like, fucking Superbad. So good. Oh, Superbad is amazing. I have that dick picture book. Oh, did you get it? I bought that. I mine is in a box somewhere. Oh, I yeah. bought. I didn't know somebody. I didn't buy. It. Somebody got to remember my birthday, and like I actually tweeted it out on and like I, at Seth. Attack Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan loved it and retweeted it. 
I was like, oh man, it's I awesome. remember because they had those. They had those at Hot Topic is where you can buy them, and they were wrapped in cellophane and had like a parental advisory sticker on them and shit. So good. So I I hadn't seen the movie yet when I was because it came out when I was like a senior in high school, freshman in college. I just thought it looked funny, so I just bought the notebook thinking it because I was getting ready to go to college, thinking it was just going to be a notebook. They opened it and I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> and the story in the movie is so fucking funny. It's such a good fucking movie. But like that movie and fucking this is the end. Uh-huh. And um well, Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express is fucking amazing. That, you talk about a fucking adrenaline rush. And if that movie gives me, gives me stress. Day woo, motherfucker. <laughs> That's my favorite Craig Robinson. Is it Craig Robinson? No. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the big, big black guy from The Office. Yeah, yeah Craig Robinson, man. And fucking... Uh, was this Danny McBride? They're all so good at it. Like as much as like how it come out that Franco is a complete piece of shit. Yeah. But God damn, those, all those movies are so funny. Well, when you watch a movie like that, you hear the premise. You assume that Seth Rogen's going to be the the Franco character. Yeah. The beatnik stoner guy, but Franco again, piece of shit, but pulls that off so fucking well. Oh, he does. And beautifully, the, and that Rogan, you know, he's dating the fucking like high schooler or whatever. <laughs> he's crying around the phone. I love you so goddamn much. <laughs> and he's sitting there. He's like, "How are they gonna track us? Like, heat-seeking missiles, <laughs> dogs." <laughs> and my one of my favorite scenes is like where they're making fun of the fact that they don't believe they can triangulate the sing- signals, right? So, but then they're like, "Fuck it," they just break all the phones. <laughs> and then the cop, the female cop's like, well, "Yeah, we couldn't fucking triangulate their singles signals because <laughs> they broke their phones." Like, like twenty minutes later, and I'm like, "God damn, it's so funny!" Because they didn't believe it was real. For, uh, God, it was so fucking funny. There are lots of ways you can help support what we do here at the Basement Lounge, and it's really easy to figure out how you can. Just head over to tblpod.net slash support. You'll find links to all of the places you can donate, like co-fee or buy me a coffee, or you can even head on over to our Patreon and become a monthly member of our VIP section where you can unlock all kinds of awesome rewards and gifts like membership cards, stickers, exclusive roles in our Discord server, and and so much more. Just head on over to tblpod.net slash support and join our growing community today. All those Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow's from, from the early 2000s are so fucking Well, I mean, good. like, um, not 40-year-old, but... um, I love 40-year-old version. 40-year-old version is good. Seth Rogen's in it for a little bit. Yeah. So is Jonah Hill. Um. Well, it's kind of that's one of those movies that kind of got a lot of because Paul Rudd's in that. Kevin Hart's in it. Kevin Hart's in it. Um, Horatio Sands is a bit part in that movie. Yeah. Um, this will be, yeah, like a lot of them bounce. I mean, that was the one that kind of solidified Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Um, knocked up. Not oh, knocked up is fucking. Even great. though what's her face is a cunt. Yes, she is. Catherine, Catherine Heigl. And they hated working with her. Oh, because then I remember because there was a bunch of interviews afterwards. All she would do was just shit on the movie. And Seth Rogen was like, fuck her. It's a great movie. And that movie fucking blew up. That movie was hilarious. She has no career now. No, because Grey's Anatomy didn't pan out. And she tried to do a couple of rom-coms. And that was the last anybody heard of her. They didn't even bring her back for... Uh, so I watched Grey's Anatomy at work. And, and they brought her character back in name only. They mentioned her being around, but never show her. That's funny. Yeah. That's when you know you've been written off, written off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Knocked Up. Uh, one of my favorite of that era was Role Models. 
Role Models is great, too. I I quote that movie all, especially Paul Rudd. I quote that movie all the time. That Starbucks scene, the beginning with him and Elizabeth uh, Banks. Banks, where he's like, he's like, sorry, do you mean you want? Can I get a large coffee? Oh, you mean uh, you mean a venti? No, I mean a large. Well, sir, uh, a large is venti. No, tall is large. Grande is Spanish for large. Venti is Italian for twenty. You're an idiot in three languages. <laughs> <laughs> It's called a venti because it's Italian for 20 ounces. Venti, 20, idiot. And he just goes, oh, really? Oh, cool. <laughs> He's good. It's kind of the last. That was kind of the last breath of Sean William Scott, too. Yeah, it was. I don't know why. I don't know. He popped up in that Lethal Weapon show for its last season. but Oh, yeah, that's right. He did, didn't he? Yeah, because they well because they had to get rid of what's his face. What's his face for being a prick. Yeah. And then that show, which I actually liked that show, but. Um, yeah, all those um, four year old virgin. Uh, I never saw I Love You, Man. That's fucking good. Everyone tells me how good that movie it's is. It's good. Um, I Love You, Man's great. Because well, what's his face? I can't. Is it Jason Siegel? Uh, Jason Siegel and Paul. Is I it mean, Paul Rudd? Yeah, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, no, Jason Siegel is just like. Why I will always say it one of the most underrated comedies ever ever is forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I know. Nobody talks about that movie. It's anymore. so good. That movie is uh, so fucking funny. That it, was again like peak Russell Brand, but like Jason Siegel was riding high on how I met on how I met your mother and and I love you, man. And ah, oh, movie and fucking talk about like the return of Mila Kunis suddenly yeah. and and Kristen Bell hitting it big and. Yeah. Oh, that movie's so fucking funny. But I love you, man. Like, it's so. Lou Ferrigno is in I Love You, Man. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's his face? I can't think of the guy's name, actor's name, but the guy who played um, the one of the, the main cop, the blonde cop that wore the boots and the shorts in um, uh, Reno 911. Oh, I um, can't think of his name. Tom. Tom Holland. No, I follow him I on Instagram. He's uh, Tom Tom Lennon. Yes. He's so fucking funny. Yeah, he's in it. Is he really? Yeah. Jesus. The whole premise is like he realized he doesn't have any friends. Right. He's getting married. Okay. Um, Andy Samberg's in that movie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then like he meets Jason Seagal's mm-hmm. uh uh, at a open house that he's randomly just goes to. Okay. <laughs> and it's just funny. And like, it's just basically trying to get like these people to be his, um, he needs a best man. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's really good. It's just, it's, it's a solid movie, but of the hit, I mean, forgetting Sarah Marshall is so fucking good, but he got, this is the end. Yeah. Did you ever see this is 40? No, it's the one I actually, I have seen parts of it. It's the only one I haven't seen all the way through. It's, I've seen it. I've seen it, but not, all the way through one sitting. That one, it's it's a little more. Um, it's not as funny. Yeah, it's le- it's kind of in that same vein of punch drunk love, where it's like there's funny parts in it, but like it's just kind of dark. Because like they get to the part they talk about, like they have a super dysfunctional marriage and it's affecting their kids, and it gets a little fucked up at times. It's good, but it's it's. Just fucked up. It's life. fucked up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's oh yeah. It's very life. It's it's pe- two people having a hard time coming to the fact that they're forty. Yeah. Um, but also, um, Leslie Mann is so fucking funny in it though. I mean, she's funny in general, and I guess being married to Judd Apatow. Yeah, I always forget they're married. Um, <laughs> did you ever hear the story about her doing George of the Jungle, and uh, Judd Apatow was stalking Brendan Fraser on set? 
No. So she did this interview. Um, she was on, um, I forget, she was getting interviewed something recently. And she mentioned how when she was shooting George the Jungle, she's like, I had the biggest crush on Brendan Fraser. And she's like, because her and Judd Apatow are married at that point. She's like, he knew about it and whatever. So, you know, we cast in this movie and she's like, all, all they would do is talk about Brendan Fraser every night and it would piss off my husband. So they shot this scene that ended up getting cut from the movie where it's the two of them hanging out in like a like a, a hot spring as if it was a jacuzzi or something like that. And Brendan Fraser was saying, he's like, and while we're sitting there trying to do the scene, I kept seeing like these eyes through the bushes or something like that. Come to find out it was it was Judd Apatow watching me the whole time, making sure I wasn't moving in on his wife. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Judd Apatow. I know. Right? Well, Brendan Fraser at the time was the it man, and he was rocking an eight pack. And I mean, look at him in George the Jungle. The dude is shredded. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I'm trying to think other. Um, this is the end. I love this is the end. Yeah. The reason why I love this is the end, I found out Dan McBride scenes they had to film. With nobody else in the room. Because they kept laughing? Yes. <laughs> I fucking believe that 100%. They just could not stop laughing. I believe that 100 fucking percent. The fucking 40-year-old virgin when he's actually ripping the hair off is like, <laughs> Oh, I know. That's real. Because he, I think. I and think, they're trying so hard not to laugh, but then like. That's why the one dude's like, I got to leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think they said they tried it with like some kind of prosthetic and it just didn't work. And they and so he finally was like, screw it. Just. Just take my hair off. <laughs> That's like one of the best. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. Like of all the things to say. You know that's all ad-libbed. Oh, yeah. On the DVD, so you know how Seth Rogen and Paul, Paul Rudd keep having the whole thing? Like, you know how I know you're gay? Yeah. On the DVD, that whole thing goes on for like 15 minutes. Oh, that does. They just. They just Macker made you a pair of <laughs> jeans shorts. Yeah. You know how I know you're gay? Your dick tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like 15 minutes of them just ad-libbing that shit until finally, I think Seth Rogen just breaks down laughing. They can't go on anymore. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Oh, yeah. That shit. And also, like, 40-year-old virgin, I look at his apartment, and two things go through my head. Jesus Christ and fucking goals, man. I know. <laughs> that video game chair and the fucking action figures everywhere. And I don't know if you could make that today because that geek culture is so, like, like popular now. You can still make it. You think? There's still geeks like that. Well, I'm not saying there's not still geeks like that, but geeks like that don't have as hard a time. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I mean... I guess we just have to be like, if he was just a really off guy. Just to be a vapor. Just to be a vapor. Vapor. <laughs> Vapist. That girl was a hoe. For show. <laughs> she was hurting for a squirting. squirting. <laughs> they, oh, my God. And the one part where the tit just falls out. Yeah. The fucking blind, the blind date, the speed dating. And then he's like, I like you. Like, I was in the chicks, but you look kind of like a feminine masculine it'd be, type. It'd be like an easy transition. transition. <laughs> What's your name? Gina? Gina. Gina. Yeah. Gina. <laughs> and then later, Seth Rogen's like, you know who I was digging? Gina. Gina. <laughs> well, Elizabeth Banks is like this huge fucking freak. Oh, God, yeah. And um, I hit it a couple months ago. You do not want <laughs> any of that. <laughs> they set him up with the hooker that's actually a man. <laughs> the Her one Adam's th apple. <laughs> Her hands are as big as Andre the Giant's. Okay, like you're telling me she's a man, he's been hitting, he's been hooking up with her yeah. like on the side. 
fucking Leslie Mann throws up all over him in the car. I want to get some fucking French toast. Oh, dude, that fucking French toast. She makes him blow into the breathalyzer for her. I deserve this. <laughs> she pukes all over him. I'll still have sex. You know, I think I'm going to pass on the sex. That's fine. Did you have the shellfish? <laughs> I, can, I can tell. That <laughs> was uh, boner jams. Like, remember that the pox box of porn. Oh yeah. <laughs> you ever seen a? You ever seen a school of rock? Yes, yeah, it's called school of. Well, you get it. it stars Jack Blackcock. Then, <laughs> <laughs> like when his girlfriend comes up and they saw, and she's like frustrated about why they're not having sex or whatever. Yeah. Is this is this a is this like a rapey drug? <laughs> is this a rapist drug? Gonna rape me? Like that's a Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows up the model. And what's this? Vagina. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was my that was the first time I ever saw Kat Dennings in anything too. Yeah, she's in that. She's the daughter. I still use that line at work all the time. Which one? There's a line where I was like, "So is it true if we don't use it, <laughs> we lose it?" <laughs> and my boss is like, "Jesus." When the one is, it, is that an actual question? <laughs> when the one kid's like, do you got any magnums? And his dad's like, shut up. You got a tiny little Jew dick just like your father. <laughs> I caught my son in my marital bed uh, doing things with a, a young lady that my wife has never even done. And what's your question? How do I get my wife to do those things? <laughs> so good. Is there any way I can get my turn my daughter's puberty off for a few years? <laughs> you want to turn. <laughs> No, it would be so fucking good, man. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Basement Lounge. If you guys want to know more about the show or get more involved in any way, shape, or form, head on over to our website, tblpod.net. That's tblpod.net. Leave us a rating and review on the reviews page and click the little blue microphone to send us a voice message. Let us know what you thought of today's show and share your thoughts on what we talked about. We'll see you guys again next week for a brand new episode. Every Wednesday, 8 a.m. is when they drop. Until then, as always, live well. Well, rock on, take care, and bye bye <laughs>